Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Welcome back to the Immigrant Section. I'm your host, Abbas Wahab. Sitting with me today is the very funny Jesse Singh. What's poppin'? It's Thanks for coming in, brother. God damn. Thank you for having me. You know, I've been trying, bro. I've been trying. What, were you, what was that show you were just talking about? What were you talking about? When They See Us on Netflix. Whoa, what's that all about? Yo, okay. So basically, back in like uh, the 90s or 89 or whatever, there was this case where this white lady was was raped in New York City in Central Park. Oh, shit. And then these uh five five kids, there was like four of them were black, one of them was Hispanic, got um, wrongfully convicted. But the cops and basically the, the law enforcement tried to like accuse, like basically made them look guilty and, and said- Like they doctored were, everything? Yeah. And said that they were the ones that raped her. And like they went to court and everything. They went to fucking prison- um, and one of the kids was tried as an adult, and the kid was 16. Man did 14 years in prison for for a rape they never committed. And then what? How did they find out? I, I feel like there's so many people in prison right now. In the, yeah, it's that, fucking. Not, but like, they're not see assign their cases. You know, they're only see assign the. So how did how did this all get exposed? Like DNA? Nah. So one of the one the person that did it was already in jail for a previous rape. Oh shit! And he's he he admitted, and it was like, "Yo, I did it," and it was like, "But this was 15 years after." And even after the man admitted it, the fucking prosecutor and the cops were still trying to say, "Nah, it's them. That was just a six dude." Yeah, right. Like, yeah. no, Steve, you're racist. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, all right. Fuck. He admitted it. Yeah. Was the guy just trying to like release his conscience or something like that? Yeah, the man turned Christian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was born again. <laughs> Bro, that's the old, that's all that happens when you go to prison. You either turn gay, you turn Muslim, or, or you turn, turn Christian. Christian. Yeah, that's it. right. Yeah, one of three things. Yeah, right. You either find God or find dick. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. They play it, bro. That's the you know. You got nothing else besides that. <laughs> Yo, thanks for coming in, bro. Bro, you and I, man, we, we, we're, you know, there's a lot of comics you run into each other. Yo, yo, what's good? Let's go. And then it's just kind of done. Yeah. So I never really like had like a legit long conversation with you. I feel like I know you, but I don't know, know you. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. So what's your like, I do like, uh, try to get, you know, immigrant backstories and shit. Like, I'm assuming you're immigrant, bro. Are you going to tell me that you're fourth generation or some shit? Nah, well, I was born here. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Like, but like my mom's and and my dad are from India. Yeah, okay. And they immig- like they they immigrated here as a couple. It, yeah, yeah. But my my dad left when I was like eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they're trying to. Get, so did they come here to birth you to get you that paper? Basically. Yeah, that that's was the born, game. Yeah, yeah. You're like they the fourth guy here. on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. They popped Same me scheme. up. Wait, they were actually sponsored by. There was one of my uncles that sponsored like fifteen fucking people, bro. Yeah, legit. Then, yeah. Then, <laughs> he had a fucking Western yeah, Union. Yeah, that was, that was shit. basically it, bro. Man was just handing out these fucking green cards, like he was Costco, you know. And then yeah. they showed up. They immigrated here, gave birth to me. Um, and English wasn't even my first language. It was actually Punjabi. Yeah, yeah, because Indians have that. It's really good, man. I, the way I grew up, because did you grow up in a community that had a lot of Punjabis around you? No, it was all Italians. It's all Italians. Yeah. But you kept the language. You spoke it all the time at home. Yeah, yeah. See, when I, growing up, my dad would speak English to us at home to help us improve our English because yeah. he spoke English. And my mom would speak Arabic. So we just like gravitate to it slowly you just speak more and more english so i my eric fucking sucks it's one of my bigger regrets i i I still can you know work on it and all that the thing is like they they my mom spoke english but it was horrible english like the grammar was wrong so like i would oh my mom too same shit like i would say shit that didn't make sense like they were like instead of saying like i'm using the computer she would say i'm doing the computer yeah yeah. so i would go (laughs) and you wouldn't correct her yeah and i would go to school (laughs) saying that they'll be like oh jesse what do you i'm like i like to do the computer it's like i'm fucking my electronic (laughs) appliances you know what i mean yeah right jesse's getting it Jesse's asking Jeeves yeah. some appropriate <laughs> yeah. shit. He's just fucking the floppy disk right now. Oh fuck! So you grew up in uh, tr- you grew up in uh, Vaughn or no? So I grew up in Jane and Finch, and then when I was uh, shout out to Jane and Finch, you may have heard it. Yeah. In, in various Drake lyrics. And then I moved. That's uh, our Compton. That's Toronto's Compton. 
basically, but I don't. I wouldn't it's say not it's not nearly that, that bad. But nearly people make same. it sound like that, man. That I told sound you like before, it's the worst shit. Before yeah. I moved to, like, I grew up in London. It was like two hours away from Toronto. Yeah. People were like, man, like the Toronto cats that would come to London, and I was in a subsidized neighborhood yeah. too called Limberlost. Yeah, and they were like, yo, Limberlost, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, Fuck you're not that. making it out of this shit. Yeah, bro, you can't be inspired when Lost is in the name of the neighborhood. That right? sounds like a place you go to to get lynched. That yeah, sounds right? like get out right? with shot at Limberlost. Literally, man, that's why they planted all these trees <laughs> up in there. You know, <laughs> I know what this program's about. But yeah, they the Toronto cats would come down and be talking about Jay. Yo, you don't know nothing about Jane and Finch. Yo, your man is no, man, getting shot even... out there. I just I used to drive Uber. I dropped some kids off at Jane. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. It looked like it's gentrified right now or something, or in the middle of it. And it is in the middle of it. Like there, like honestly, if you were from the community, like there, you weren't. There wasn't anything really that no one really bothered you. you know exactly. I mean? As long as you didn't act stupid. Exactly. You fucking keep your head down when you walk at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't make a lot of direct eye contact, <laughs> but you don't back down too, yeah, right? You it. walk your path. There's a lot of like unspoken hood rules. You yeah, know what I mean? 100%. You can't show weakness. You can't be your phone out and shit like that, you know? Don't wear the wrong colors. Exactly, right? Just keep it dark. Yeah. Keep it low key. Keep moving. Don't show fucking fear. That's man. <laughs> a hood, the hoodlums can smell fear like Rottweilers. I bro. made that mistake once. I got robbed at six in the morning. Yeah, I, okay. I so tell, do tell. I was walk. I was going to work, right? And I had to meet up with my friend um, at his building, and I was and I was walking, right? And I seen these two dudes coming towards me. Why were you going to your friend at six a.m.? Oh, I got a ride from him to go to work. Oh, okay, okay. It was his Filipino mom. Okay, you're carpooling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just another hood story. Yeah, yeah, Separate yeah, hood yeah, story. Yeah, that's it. So I used to <laughs> wake up at 6 in the morning, go meet at his building, and we used to carpool to go to work, right? Before Uber. Yeah, before. <laughs> it was way before Uber. So I was walking over to the man's building, and then I seen these two guys walking towards me with their hoods on. Yeah. Now, I seen them. I seen them see me, yeah, and I, and like in my head it was the same idea. I'm like, yo, I don't want to look like a pussy, so I made eye contact with them, with chain out, headphones on, everything. So oh, I, so I made sure I grilled them, yeah, and I kept walking. Then I look over on my left side and I see these same guys walking in the same direction, but I'm like, yo, that's weird, cause two seconds ago they were walking towards me. Why are they walking this way? And then immediately I knew I'm like, they're gonna jump me, but like I still didn't want to look like a bitch. So you didn't run. No, I didn't run, yeah. and I went to the back of the building. I could have easily walked to the front, but I went to the back. As if to say, if you want, if yeah, you want yeah. to come back here, find out what you'll face. And I walked to the back, and as soon as I walked <laughs> to the back, one of them brushed me, and I froze. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, bro. I'm like, it's six in the morning, and he's like, yo, so what? He's like, yo, so what is that, doggy? I'm like, bro, it's six a.m. Like, I'm just trying to go to work, and I didn't see the dude behind me. He grabbed my bag, he pulled me to the floor, and then. And then uh, he was trying to grab my phone from my pocket, and I put my hand over my pocket. I'm like, nah, I'm not giving you my phone. And then they reached in, and then they grabbed my phone, and the man took a knife out. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Take my shit. All right, okay. You can and have then, the phone. Yeah, yeah. All right, take the phone. <laughs> Just take the phone, bro. <laughs> a possible death? Okay. And then take I the walk phone. inside, and I tell my friend, I'm like, yo, come outside and help me look for these dudes. Because after they robbed me, they ran. I'm like, you have a weapon. Why yeah. are you running? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I get up and I walk inside. I'm like, yo, come help me find these guys. And he's like, nah, bro, I'm calling the cops. I'm like, do not do that, right? That is the one thing you don't do. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, he's like, nah, bro, I'm calling him. And he calls them. And the cops pull up and they're asking. And it was them. It was the same two guys. <laughs> oh, fuck. And they're fucking asking me. They're like, yo, um, uh, they were asking me for a description, whatever. And then, uh, and then his partner looks like his partner looks at him, and he goes, "Yo, so what are you gonna do?" He's like, "Oh, I'm probably gonna go to Tim Hortons, grab a bagel, coffee, and then I'm gonna go back to the station and write the report." I'm like, "Why the fuck would you say that in front of me? He said go me. write the report." Bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck grabbing breakfast. Right? I'm here shitting bricks. <laughs> right? Like you are you not trying to stop perpetuating of stereotypes? <laughs> You're literally like, "Well, I'm gonna grab some donuts and then." Guess I'll do cop work after that, right? Piece of shit. Wow. That's so funny. I just expected them to be like, <laughs> so who's snitching first? <laughs> <laughs> like they're fucking working for yeah, the fuck. actual gangsters. So the uh, the dudes who robbed you, uh, the, when you said uh, the first thing he said to you was, so what it is? Or? No, no, the man's like, so what is it? 
Like, as know, in, like, so what are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah. So, like, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, I don't know that's, if that's a rhetorical that... question. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. even want that fucking answer. Bro, like, you know, you're gonna rob me. Just do it. <laughs> just, just do it. Six in the morning, bro. I still got eye cross. I still have morning wood. You ever get robbed with a yeah. boy? You know how fucking weird that is, bro. <laughs> this is a bit right now, man. Yeah. This is a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah nah, you gotta get Those are tags. Oh, fuck. Shit, man. How long did you stay in that neighborhood? Until I moved out when I was about, uh, I want to say 19. Yeah? Yeah. And where'd you go? Uh, Woodbridge, no. Shit, and you've been there? And Woodbridge? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I've only lived in two places. You've all, you always live in these very Italian areas. Huh? Which is weird, yeah, because the one, like, like in my street, um, when I lived in, in Jane and Finch, was all Italians, but right around the corner is when there was, like, you know, um, Somalis, Jamaican, yeah. African. But, like, my street was always Italian. And, like, my neighbor was, like, super racist, but she was also very nice. Okay, uh, yeah, I get it. Oh, like, you know that's I mean? European style, you there know what just, I mean? She was old school. It's, like, like peace. It's, like, for the sake of peace, Yeah, you'll be nice, but there's deep racism. No, I don't even think it was that. I think it was literally just ignorance. Because, like, when I was younger, I used to have a turban, so yeah. my hair was long. Yeah. And, like, my, my neighbor would always take care of us, but she would always be like, uh, Jesse, you have to cut hair. Jesus no like. You uh, look like a girl. Like, you know what I mean? She was yeah. busy saying I look like a girl. Oh, like, it was a religious thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like she the, didn't get that. You know what I mean? That's so jokes. Did your family did your family take care of the lawn and take care of the house and stuff no, like that? No, the Italian people did. <laughs> For your property? Yeah, there was, this, there was this old dude named Tony who, like, one day he came into our back. I forgot why. He just came into the backyard. And he saw it, and he was fucking horrified because no one was taking care of the yeah. lawn and oh, shit. Oh, of course not. So he walked in, and he First saw generation. it, and he was fucking petrified. And after he's like, and he's like, "What's wrong? Like, what's wrong with this?" I'm like, "You know, no one has time to like cut it and stuff." And after he's like, "I'll do it." I'm like, "Yo, we don't really have money to pay you." And he's like, no, 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 I want to do it for free. Like, this guy was like... <laughs> he's like, like, I'm that Italian. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's, like, well, he's like, you can't live in this, you know? And he would, like, garden tomatoes and shit for us. It was fucking dope, bro. That's amazing. That's actually, like, a Italian stereotype. <laughs> like, uh, gardening tomatoes, that's hilarious. Oh, he gardened the, every, zucchinis, all of that, bro. Dude, I, I, I had Paul Chicchio on here, the other uh, Italian yeah. comic. He's talking about his dad growing tomatoes. There's something about growing tomatoes that I, I feel like maybe we're getting just... There was some, I don't know what kind of fucking tomato. Are they pulling a fast one on us in like some, grocery stores with these tomatoes? Like, why is everyone growing there? Are they super easy to grow? I don't know, but they taste way better than no frills tomatoes. I'll tell you that much. Yo, Yo I don't understand tomatoes. people that don't like tomatoes. I don't fuck with tomatoes like you that. You don't fuck with tomatoes? Not like that. Like, I want to put it in like a burger. <laughs> what? Are thing, you serious, bro. dude? Yeah, nah, bro. Oh my God. What like about? Maybe once in a while, but like, it's not like. Wow, not even a little olive oil, salt, and pepper just in the morning. Ooh, with them eggs. Nah, bro. No, the not fucking <laughs> tomato. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's like, you know nah, I mean? bro. I don't fuck around like that. <laughs> Yo, so what it is? <laughs> I fuck with pickles. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, pickles. now we're just talking about how we're eating our sandwiches. <laughs> not in general, I'll just eat a pickle. Just like sliced or like the whole pickle. like a pregnant woman, huh? Pregnant women like pickles? Apparently they crave them. That's like one of the things pregnant women crave. Why? I don't know. You know, it's one of those random facts you know waiting in line at a grocery store, like from the front of a fucking magazine. Like, pickles. Why you want pickles? That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. You know what else is a random, um, it's not a random fact, but I saw... saw It's a random fact. I saw this video where a chimp um, jerked himself off with a frog. He yeah, did, he, he used did. that frog pussy. Just fu- it was like a with f- the mouth of the the mouth, bro, oh. like a fucking flashlight. But Damn. he used the frog, he dude. Just, that actually sounds like a frog is stretchy as shit. He dude. fucked the shit out of that frog. Bro. <laughs> That's like that is the worst way to go. That frog had the worst death. Like you know what I mean? How did I you hope die? that frog wasn't a prince? <laughs> just like he's not going back. I to got shit. fucked by Caesar by Planet of the Apes. That's what happened, bro. You kiss a frog, goes back to a prince. You fuck a frog in the face. What yeah. does it go back to? It's just a comes a stripper or what? <laughs> a Japanese girl in a bukkake video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she used to be a frog who was fucked in the face by a chimp. Shit's nuts. The circle of life. So what made you get into, uh, what made you think like, yo, I'm going to get into stand-up? Um, it actually started, it's weird, yo. I, like, I've always been a huge fan of it. Um, I remember growing up, like, Dave Chappelle is one of my favorite Same comedians. Same here, man. Uh, he's like, like, yeah, yeah, he's probably is my favorite comedian. And, like, growing up, I watched a lot of him. 
Um, what do you like for what it's worth or killing them softly more? Uh, which one? Killing them softly. Is killing the them one? softly is the what blue is he shirt, wearing? And for what killing it's worth, softly, yellow kill, shirt. Killing them softly. Yellow like shirt. Them. Gray blazer. I like killing them softly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that one was classic. I like for what it's worth. You, the one the killing softly's got they're the both, the baby joke. Both hey baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey baby. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the best. It's something about uh, <laughs> Chappelle. Just the because he kind of like. He spoke to me in the sense that he, in his comedy, you could tell he was kind of like the, like in a scenario of growing up that was similar to my own, like kind of yeah, like I got you. being that black kid in like the white class. Mm-hmm. You know, I had other black kids that I grew up with, but I was the only one in my grade. I, I knew kids in grade six and grade eight. I was the only one in seventh grade. Yeah. So it's like my classes, I was the only one. Right? And, but one thing I always admired about him too was that, it was a lot deeper than just stand-up. You know, like always. always it was Social always, commentary. Yeah, there was always, like, some... There was also always an underlying message that he was passing on. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, always. Like, and one of the biggest things, too, was um, when I started getting into stand-up, like, actually wanting to do it, I would watch, like, comedians, and I would try to study them. Like, I would try to see oh, how they set up their jokes, when they put their punchlines in, how do they, like, segue into it. But Dave Chappelle was one person I could never do that with because he's so, like, conversational. Like, yeah, it makes it look so oh, fucking natural. If you write out a Chappelle joke, you're like, where's the yeah, punchline here? You can't tell. What's though. funny here? I don't you get it, you know? You can't see the tags. You can't see none of that. It's just he's so, like, he's just so natural. It's his flow, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's been in the game since he was 14. Oh, yeah. He's, bro, this guy's fucking... Like, he's got that one joke in, uh, in For What It's Worth, who was talking about, like, the Elizabeth Smart getting kidnapped. And he's saying, like, oh, I guess she wasn't that smart, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because she was 15, right? And the whole country's like, 15 is so... And then at the same time, he was like, 15-year-old black kid practices wrestling move on his neighbor, and they try him as an adult when he kills that kid. Yeah. He's like... 15 both, you got to decide once and for all which, how old is 15 really? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's a fucking great point. And then he drops like three bits. It's like sometimes he'll have a point that's so like deep and true. It's almost like takes you, you're like, and then like he'll he he'll whip the yeah. jokes down yeah, right away. You're like, like, oh yeah, this is a comedy show. And he was so good at that, man. He was so good at building that tension and just breaking it, you know? And, and like that's something that I admired a lot from. But like going back to... The question, I guess, like, when I actually got into it was, um, yeah, so I've always been a huge fan of it uh, from the beginning. But in high school, I used to do a lot of, like, uh, improv and, like, sketch comedy. Yeah. Just with, like, drama classes. Oh, and, yeah? Like, and, like, that actually helped me from, like, not getting robbed a couple times. <laughs> yeah? There used to like, be, like... Yo, give me your wallet, fam. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and? No, but, like, <laughs> like there was, like... Because I remember there was always these dudes posted up behind the high school, like, when we would walk home. And, like, they would always wait for kids to, like, take their wallet or their phone. And then they saw us. And one of the dudes tried to run up on me, but he never... They couldn't rob shit because I was too broke. I didn't yeah, have no yeah, money, yeah, so yeah. Was no, they couldn't you take just anything. just apologize. <laughs> yeah, they, they just couldn't <laughs> take it. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have nothing yeah. today. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, they would try to rob me, but I was too broke to rob. But also, they would just see me and be like, yo, no, 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 that kid, they allow him. Like, he's funny. Yeah. Because, like, we would do, perform like, performances in... in for assemblies and shit. Yeah, you entertain the thugs. Yeah, that was basically <laughs> you know I mean? it, bro. And I yeah. got respect for that. Yeah. And, like, that... and after a while, like a lot of people just started saying, like, yo, you should you should try stand up. You should try stand up. And then um I tried it and I just I just got hooked, man. That was That's it. Fucking and amazing. Was we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> <laughs> Is your hair falling out? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I fucking don't have shit for sponsors, dude. Man, my shit's actually fucked up. I know that I made that joke, but yo, Rogaine actually works. Uh, this is not a plug at all for that. Yeah. I thought all that shit was bullshit, like dick pills and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yo, it's. No. Kind of working a little Vi- bit. It gives Vi- it gets a little fuzz going. You know Vi- what I mean? It was legit, but I don't know about the road. No, 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 no. Like, not like uh, not to make your dick hard, to make your dick big. Make your dick big? Yeah, on the internet, you know, like dick enlargement oh, pills, yeah, all yeah. that bullshit for stupid people, right? Yeah. That's what I thought the hair stuff was. But this rogan, it's, 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 it's doing something, legit. you know. It's what? make it's making it's making the elevator reflection yeah. a little less harsh. You know the what I mean? The most fucked up joke I heard today was when I was at work. One of the kids said, "Like, yo, Jesse, how come your head top looks like an ocean with no waves?" Oh my god! 
I'm like, yo, I couldn't even get you mad. You wrote that shit down. I'm like, I couldn't even get mad. Like, that was a li- solid joke. Yeah, bro. you little fuck. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna open with that tonight. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, so yeah. Actually, that's uh, you. I know you got a lot of your jokes about uh, used to do a lot of work with kids and like, yeah. uh, like uh, after school programs, and now you work at like a youth shelter, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. You got that amazing like. Uh, you got that sick attitude and like gentleness about you, but also you got like this thugness about you that I feel like kids would open up to you. You know, like tough kids, I you mean, can get through to them. I, think, I it, think I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel like it's just like even at work. I, honestly, to be completely honest, I'm surprised I haven't gotten fired yet because I've said a lot of outlandish shit. But like, like what? <laughs> um, what? Okay, so one of my like mad- what are your responsibilities like for the most part? Well, right now I work for an employment for the employment program. Okay. So like basically my I'm in, in charge of like helping helping these guys find jobs or like just um right, like faci- facili- facilitating workshops and stuff like yeah. that. But the thing that I like about it is like the classes that I'm facilitating, I get full creative control. So I could do it however I want. Okay. You know sick. what I mean? So I just like I try to make it fun as fun as possible. But like for for instance some of the shit like Cause we have open mic nights there. Oh no! Oh legit! Yeah. Huh? You and then I'll do, that. and I'll That's do, sick, man. And I'll do like some of my material, but like after every joke, I'll be like, "Yo, sorry," like to the manager, cause the manager's watching right oh, there. Oh yeah. Saying, and I'll, I'll or I'll talk shit to the kids. Like if they start, if they start like beaking at me or heckling, I'll you just go shut in them. on them. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yo, bro, what the <laughs> fuck? This is my platform. I like, don't fuck with me. You know do they I mean? go up too? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. They sing spoken word. We got like you know. There's a lot of talented people. Yeah, man. A, a lot of those like uh, pressure scenarios and like the rough, so to speak, diamonds mm-hmm. come out of that shit. For you sure, know man. Hundred percent, dude. And like, do you got any like uh, talented geniuses that are emotionally fucked up and you're trying to like get through to them? But they're like, <laughs> but they're like this. You can hear them sing in the bathroom, or oh, like fuck, you can hear them or dance when no one is watching. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like my God, if I could just get through to Michael, he'd be the fucking next star. If I could just get through, man. Like that was like honestly one of the the main reasons why I even like like sparked the interest in working with like young people or like at a shelter and whatever the case is. Wasn't like. I wasn't really going into it like I'm going to help them because they're broken. It was more so like, yo, you weren't dealt the same hand that a lot of people were dealt and your situation was kind of fucked up. So, like, I just want to give you a level playing field. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if everyone has that sort of, like, at least equal place to start off from, then everyone has that equitable, equal opportunity. But yeah. sometimes people don't have that head start, you know? You're right. And, like, it was through personal experiences, too, like, just... Were you I, ever in that program yourself? Uh, No, but when I was living in Jane and Finch, I used to go to, like, Boys and Girls Club, yeah, like, yeah. at lunchtime and stuff. And and a lot of the older people there were, like, role models to us. And, you know, they, like... <laughs> just fucking bullet wounds and shit <laughs> yeah, like that. Basically, <laughs> Let's but, stay off the street, yeah, kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's do improv. But, um, but yeah, man, I re- like, we looked up to them because, like... Like I grew up with a lot uh, without a father figure, and oh. a lot of my friends did as well. So like we tr- try to find like positive male role models wherever we could, and I think like hell yeah, through, yeah, through personal experience was was one of the reasons why I even got into this field was just like what was basically that it was never like I was never looking at any of these kids like oh they're broken. It was more like yo like I just want to put you in a position where I can support you so you have. A, a level playing field to start off with. You know what I mean? I'm not going to hold your hand through this shit because you don't need that, right? But I'm just going to show you, like, there's a better... Outlet. Yeah, man. You share your experience. Tell them your story, man. right? Sit there yeah, with man. them. They see somebody that's, like, hustling, that's... And they're in a similar age group as you, too. So a lot of them are. Yeah. Uh, some, a majority of them actually don't know my age because yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. are older than me. Yeah, you, so, so you got to keep so that shit like, on the yeah. down low. Huh? So it's like, yo, I can't be... Teaching a fucking class and you're like you know, what I mean? yeah, 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 right. But you meet a lot of interesting people, man. Like, um, for one of the one of the programs that I was running for the employment program, there was a dude in there uh, who had been in the jail for seven years. And How old was he? He was thirty. Okay, but he went into jail when he was twenty two. So it was for seven years, this guy's never seen like fucking the outside world. Yeah, he... and like, and it didn't click. 
like until one time I was driving with him in a car and I had Google Maps on, right? Yeah. And 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 then Google Maps <laughs> rerouted because there was construction. And the man looked at me and he goes, yo, Google knows when there's construction? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's crazy. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, in my head, I didn't even register that. I'm like, bro, this guy hasn't seen outside in seven years. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. And I just picture but, looking at a bird fly. <laughs> yeah, but at the same... The world, is, <laughs> shit, the world ain't what I remember. But man. at the same time, when like this is going to sound super weird, but at the same time when I was with them, like I understood why girls go for dudes that are dicks, right? Because when I was with him, I'm, I felt safe. I'm like, bro, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, hey, what's his like, name? What's his name? I can't say the name, yeah, but like, just, <laughs> we'll say CJ. Okay, yeah, we'll just say Damn, CJ. CJ. I'm like, yo, I could walk with CJ fucking yeah. anywhere, bro. You make me feel safe. Yeah, dog. Mm. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> what do you want to do later, <laughs> dude? That's hilarious, man. Fuck. Just fucking walking. Do they think? Do you know the that um, prison thing where they, they walk with a bandana and you, the bandana comes out of your pocket and your bitch wa- holds the bandana and that was pocket, not a bandana. Oh, it was just you, you hold flip, your pocket. Oh you flip shit! Your pocket oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well clearly I don't even know. It. <laughs> yeah, you I saw it, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I saw that premise in American Dad one time, and it was a bandana. So clearly, they... now it's your pocket. If someone holds your pocket, yeah, they're your bitch. I, I shouldn't have even brought it up. <laughs> so you know about. All the, did a lot of your boys growing up with did a lot of them do time? Uh, d- n- not my close friends, but I've yeah. I know friends of friends, and I know people that I went to high school with who either ended up in jail or are dead. Yeah, yeah. but like you know, and like I think that's like when you talk about Jane and Finch as a community of like I think that bad reputation sort of instills in the young people and they feel like they need to prove a point oh right? yeah like because they see it's a cycle it's they, like a yeah, circle kind exactly of thing, right? bro. like they see older generations behaving in a certain way not to say that like not to say that that there was they're bad influences some of these guys are great guys but they've just been dealt a shit hand and they don't have like sometimes the 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 easiest thing for them to do is is make fast money yeah you know what i mean take. is is like is take yeah or like run the streets whatever yeah. the case is but the difference is is that they're doing it for survival. A lot of the younger generations seeing it see it as something that's cool and they look up to that. So they just try to overcompensate and they get themselves into trouble that they don't need to get themselves into. And if you yeah, and one of the in those cycles, one of the worst things that could happen is you don't get caught early, right? Hundred percent. Because you climb up to a point where you're like, fuck leaving this. Yeah, and it beca- go work as a teller at TD. Yeah, bro, and it becomes addicting, man. Exactly. Like, like, I'm yo, like, why? I can't go back. It's I like, can't yo, go to that. Why the fuck would I be flipping burgers at McDonald's if I could be making way more money? Ten times the amount. If I'm on the block. You know exactly. What I mean? Cash. Yeah, and it's like that. Like, and then you get to a high level. You all, it, it never ends well. 100%. It never yeah. ends well. It's just yeah. when do you get caught in that in the path, yeah. the earlier the better, right? Exactly. And I bro, think... I'm thankful for that. I used to steal when I was a kid. Yeah. I used to run me, my brother, and this kid named Nathan back yeah. when I was seven, eight. We used to go. We were supposed to be in camp. We would bike the Toys R Us. Yeah. And we would put games like <laughs> under oh, our under. We put our shirts over and tuck them in our pants. Yeah. And then we'd go out and we'd smash them out of that protective casing. But I got caught when I was like seven, and I and the Toys R Us managers drove me to my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my ass beat, dude. Dude, it was seven or eight, and I got a lifetime ban from Toys R Us as well. Fuck, the one dude. in London, that's straight up. But that taught, though, that scared the shit. Being w- arriving at the house with these two old white dudes, yeah. just being like, you just got caught for that moment, bro. That scared the fuck <laughs> out of me. If you keep going hard for 10 years and you never get that moment, by the time you do get caught, you get it's caught with two late. keys of coke. Yeah, it's too you know? late, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, same thing. I'm thankful I got. Well, I I should have stopped way before it got to the point. I got fucking. But this was my fault because we were just garbage at it. I got charged for for fraud under five thousand. <laughs> yeah. Small jump, That's hilarious. That's... <laughs> That's like an because, insult, you know. I, <laughs> Fraud under five thousand, petty crime. But it was because I stole a comforter and a fucking pillow from a Walmart that I used to work at. Uh, so wait, wait, why is that? Fr- oh, so it's theft. 
the charge for theft no, is fraud? No, it was fraud because um, <laughs> basically what happened was I was with my I was with one of my friends, and he used to do this scam where where, where what you do is you pick up an <clears throat> item off the shelf, you buy the item, yeah, right, then you go back. And then you pick up the same item from the shelf because it has the same barcode. Yeah, same. Yeah, and then you return it. Yeah, and you get the money back, but you still keep the item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you basically got the item for free. Yeah, that's why it was fraud because you're you like you know what I mean. You're not actually stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just robbing it and you're getting cash. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happened though was how'd you get caught? Listen, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I walk into the Walmart, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. Stupid of me to choose the same Walmart that I worked at, first of all. But I walk into the Walmart with my friend. I hail up everybody. I see my manager, hail him up. I see my coworkers, hail him. Yeah, just like, yo, what's going on? Yo, you guys good? Yeah, what it is. We we pick up the the stuff. And then I look at my friend. I'm like, yo, did you do it yet? And then my manager's standing right there. He's like, do what? I'm like, nah, nah, nothing, nothing. And then... And then I take his card, so I go to customer service to get the money back on the card. But uh, I forgot the pin, so I call my friend while I'm standing at customer service for the pin. Yeah. And then we were leaving, we're walking out. All of a sudden, security grabs me, pulls me into the office, and they're like, "Yo, what the fuck you guys doing?" Right? He's like, "You work here, bro." <laughs> and then, and then he's like, "We're like," and then he he went on this whole rant about how we have to call the cops. And then we looked over at the at the security camera. And um, basically, he's like, I can tell you guys haven't done this before because you had to call him to figure out what the <laughs> fucking pain was. And on the footage, it looks so stupid, bro. Like, it was clear what was happening. Yeah, it was, ve- it was <laughs> very fucking So while, you, while he was on the phone and you were on the phone, you were both seen in footage? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, oh, man. Uh, so so the cops to- came? Cops came, they fucking... Handcuffs? No, and they were doing this good cop, bad cop shit. Like, one of the guys was, like, super nice. He's like, he's like, yo, man, it's your first time. I understand you guys fucked up. The other guy's like... And the other guy was just getting in our face. He's like, he's like, oh, people work hard for this. Da, 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 da. And then he's like, we this can go either one of two ways. He's like, he's like, the first one... Rape um, <laughs> or rape. He's like, first one, I give you guys a warning, you get out of here. He's like, second option... Um, we charge you right here, right now. And he's like, I don't usually go the easy way. And then he fucking walks off and he comes back and he's like, we're going with option two. We're charging you. Now, this is the other fucked up part. My friend wasn't even a citizen. So I was f- afraid that this guy's going to get deported because oh. he robbed a fucking comforter. This <laughs> is ironic shit. Oh, <laughs> fuck, bro. <laughs> Yo, man needs to sleep, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, that's hilarious. How old were you when this happened? Yo. If I tell you that, it's gonna sound even more dumb, bro. This shit happened like <laughs> six three, weeks ago. Three weird, three years ago. I was twenty. I wasn't even a young kid, bro. I was oh, a grown ass man. That's hilarious, guy. But so it ran its whole course yeah. in court. How did it yeah. go? What? How do? So how was the court proceeding? It was a petty. It was a petty <laughs> fucking charge. But because it was my our first time having to go through court and shit, we were shook. Yeah. So we got a we got a paralegal and all of that, and then uh, basically you paid for a paralegal. Yeah. Did you get the uh, automatic uh, court-appointed defender at any point? What does that mean? Like the court-appointed, uh, like if you can't afford legal counsel, the oh no no no, we actually got like an actual par- paralegal. Like, we okay. paid for a paralegal, yeah. And then he came and then he represented us. Yeah. But were you in suits and shit? No, no. <laughs> yeah. But like he went to the court hearing for us on your behalf. To, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. And then he got us a deal. And it was just community service hours, and then after that, we were we were good. But we had to do fingerprints and shit. We had to go to the station and actually get fucking fingerprinted done. Did you like, see your thugs when you were there, like at the station? Nah, it was just it was just it was uh, just us. But <laughs> like, it was like they walk you through, like, look at this. And is this the road? But the you thing is, walk I down? found out afterwards is that we didn't even need to hire the paralegal. We would have gotten the same fucking deal if we went in ourselves. Guy, that's it. If you ever got a speeding ticket, it always works like that. They always do the same thing. Yeah. They say you have to uh, you have to plead guilty and do a plea bargain where they cut the sh- consequences in half, pretty much. Yeah, but I was, either way, they're gonna do that. You just paid a paralegal. Yeah, but we were just scared shitless, bro. Oh yeah, Because I'm I like, did this guy's gonna get fucking deported. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I did the penalty. same thing with my first speeding ticket. I was like, oh fuck, I gotta fight this. Yeah. 
Did uh, would they actually deport you for that shit? Do you do you know anybody actually? No, bro. No, they they were we were just scared. Yeah, but like it wasn't an actual criminal offense. Yeah, like, okay. You know what I mean, <laughs> like it's not under five thousand is not considered criminal. I don't think so. It's a misdemeanor, and you would get kicked out if you had like. Uh, other things on your temp visa or whatever, like if you had already broken some rules and then you commit a crime, they would kick you out. But I think the only time they really ever go like, you're a landed immigrant and we're going to force you now to go back is if you've committed like a violent, a violent crime. crime. Yeah. And I think it's still within like nine years. Like if it's uh, 15 years after you're a landed immigrant, I think then they go like, no, we can't undo this now. Oh, it's yeah, like a certain it's a certain amount of time where they could go, "Oh, we made a mistake. Your immigration thing shouldn't have been approved because we weren't aware that you were committing a, a had committed a violent crime or were part of an ongoing criminal conspiracy." And also, if you commit immigration-related fraud, then you're fucked. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. Where, like, if you're a landed immigrant... There's no mercy for that. And then you try and help other people get in by rigging the system, then they fuck with you big time. Where the fuck were you when we dropped five bills on a paralegal? Yeah. We didn't need to. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. This information would have been so much more helpful. Imagine a random white dude comes out of nowhere, hey, uh, yeah. misdemeanor, is that? <laughs> you should probably... <laughs> yeah, shoo, 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 shoo. He, they won't send him back. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That nine year—that's a good point because, like, imagine sending a Syrian dude who came here in two thousand seven. Well, that's back to Syria yeah. right now. It, it's like, yo. And that's the other thing is, um, sometimes that literally the w w first set of rules says, okay, it's time to kick this guy out. He has to go back. But if it's a country like Syria or. Uh, it's it's like different for specific countries. Like if you're gay yeah. and you're from Uganda, the, no That's matter like certain death. Yeah, yeah no yeah. matter what, Canada cannot send you back. Yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> yeah. would even do like yeah. a small amount of jail time here and then still get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, 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 they okay. can't ever put you in harm's way, and yes. they also can't <laughs> allow you to like expose new other new Canadians to like harm. So that it's a very complicated thing. It's like not the legal system does not treat. Uh, uh, temp people with temp visas or newly landed immigrants the same as like naturally born citizens. Oh, of it's course not, not the same. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially in terms with immigration fraud, like you were saying. Exactly. Yeah. That's probably. The, I think they actually probably pay way more attention it to happens, that though. than yep. like immigrants committing petty crimes kind of thing. Like they they are much more upset when you defraud the government than you know get caught stealing you know like something f under five thousand dollars like. That's not what they're upset about. And you think it's, it's guy, it's easier than you think, okay? People very close to me in my own family, the way they got into this country mm -hmm. is they just came here with their brother's passport. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and then their brother just claimed that they lost their passport. <laughs> that was and did all the paperwork to get it again. And then once you are in the country long enough, or once you're in the country and... Because uh, I'm from Sudan, so it's like if you can make the case for it, yeah. you can uh, pretty much once you're already here, is very easy. There's a very like paved path for you to go refugee to permanent to like stay status kind of thing. Once you are here and you, yeah, they're not like how'd you get here kind of thing. You're just like eh, I'm here, you know, and like <laughs> I don't have papers. Another buddy of mine, Afghani guy, I grew yeah. up with, his whole family they, back in. Uh, like, his dad uh, worked in, like, UAE. They just paid for fake passports. Holy shit. And entered Canada on fake Canadian passports and then literally did the same thing. Once they were here, they went refugee route. People get in like that, bro. There That's is a market. Crazy. It's not just the movies. Yeah. I was shocked by that shit, dude. Do you, have you ever gone back to India? Oh, I was young, though, man. I was, like, eight years old. So yeah? Like I oh, so you still remember? Kind like, barely... Yeah, but like I, I guess I didn't get like I didn't really appreciate it as much as, as I like I didn't really, yeah. I, didn't, I guess I didn't really get the full experience because I was still a kid. Yeah, it's I mean, just if like, I went oh. back now, it would probably be different. But would you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely want to go. I, there's a lot of places I actually want to check. I really want to check out Tibet. Yeah, yeah. Just for like, cause you like into monk shit, or you just yeah, like I just feel like cause they're so disconnected. Yeah, from like, I guess like the. Like the the regular media's like 
you know, social media aspect and like all that shit. They're not like really influenced by that, you know. Tibet, those are the ones in like the orange monk yeah, outfits, yeah, right? They're like, God, those guys I used to work at Best Buy. They would just get four of them would just come in with their hands behind their back with great honor, just yeah, walking up and down honor. the iPod aisles. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, just they're like eight thousand songs. Very impressive. No, Kanegato Samsung. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's like Japanese slash Korean right there. That's just racist, bro. You just fuck that one. You fuck, you fuck, that's, just, that's just ignorant. <laughs> that was just ignorant. Well, so what's the. Uh, you're still a young cat. You're pretty much the same. What's your, uh, if you're being honest, what's your long term goals in this game? In comedy? Yeah. Just or just in, in life in general? Yeah. Just say life. I mean, in comedy specifically, I'm talking um, just because I have a lot of comics I guess, like, on. I guess comedy specifically, like, honestly, man, I don't need, like, I know a lot of people say it, but I don't need the, that that fame. Like, I don't need to be on, like, Dave Chappelle level. I don't even think Chappelle wanted to be at that level. No, specifically, just happened, didn't. You know? But I, I just want to get to a point where I could say comedy is my career. You know, and I'm I'm making a living off of it comfortably. Like, you know, I can have a family. Doing what you, yeah. Living on your own terms. Exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. And that's that's, that's the position where I want to get to. Because, like, I like like not being in, like, I like having my own space and stuff, too. You know what I mean? So, like, I want time to myself. And if you're at that caliber where Russell Peters is at or Dave Chappelle is at, like, you can't even go down the fucking street anymore you know yeah, yeah oh there's walking there's very comfortable space way like kevin hart is the yeah. example he's at the stratosphere right yeah there's way more comfortable places in the middle yeah and l- way lower where you've achieved your means your family's sure. eating you're doing everything you want yeah man and that's like that to me would be the ideal position where i could have a family and just do comedy and like live off of that you know do you ever worry that like one day when you know you end up getting when the success starts flowing in yeah you know you start hearing more yeses money starts becoming less of a problem do you ever worry that your muse for writing your muse for like your humor your uh your act mm. the spirit of your act will deteriorate because the struggle is kind of deteriorating you I know mean, what i mean yeah no i know I, yeah yeah i definitely hear what you're saying um i think right now even because right now I don't write my material, which is probably a bittersweet thing. But like I don't, the reason why I don't write is because I've tried writing, and the thing is I just find, um, or anything in life. Like to be honest, when I plan shit out and things don't go according to plan, it fucks me up. You know what I mean? And it derails me. The same way when I used to write, and like if I would if I would like mess something up that I didn't write down, it would kind of fuck me up while I'm on stage. Yeah, you're so remembering like, words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So instead of doing that, like instead of reciting shit, I would just think of a premise. I would think of a tag, and then I would go to different open mics and try to figure out a way to get to that tag as as quick as possible, or that punchline as quick as possible, and then I would just cut the fat. Like, at, at smaller shows, I would yeah. try it at a club. If it worked at a club, then I would keep it. But, like, I would never have it in solid writing. Because okay. the, the joke would always change depending on always. How, how the crowd is, you know? The, and the, I just found that made me more natural. So I feel like... But I feel like if you're at that stature, like what you're saying, if you start getting money, if you start getting a lot of yeses, there's there's also a lot more responsibility that comes with that as a comedian yeah like, you like, gotta you know deliver I mean? you gotta deliver now there's you're a headlining lot, there's a lot more fucking pressure yeah. to come up with new shit all the time um you have to stay relevant right and i think that's my biggest fear is that you get to a position where no one wants to book you anymore you know yeah because you're falling out of like you're, you're just that's it like, i yeah i don't think so much we have to ever have to fear that i just fear getting to a point where i'm living my life in a way that like is not relatable anymore. Yeah. You know, and where like, it's like or where comedy becomes a job, like where you're not having fun doing Yeah, it. like that bit that you wrote 2 years ago that you still do cuz it kills, but there's no love in it anymore at all. Which one? Oh, the, no, 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 not you specifically. Oh, like yeah, in general. I'm, in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love your face. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> no, no, bro, but I'm like yeah. I'm glad you brought that up cuz yeah. I have bits like that. I have bits like yeah, I have I'm bits like, that I fucking hate doing, but like 
depending on the crowd that I'm in, they kill and I know they work and like. But notice how they kill less now. Now that like your heart is not, not in, in it, it, yeah, they don't do as well as they used to do at the yeah. top, right? Or sometimes I just feel like oh, fuck. it's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Like it's like uh, this this one terrorist bit I have about like. <laughs> Um, uh, like a border story, and I'm like, fuck, like I'm a brown comic talking about a border story. Like everyone does that. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's like it takes a lot out of you, yo. That's a tough thing too, man. And I'm running to that right now with writing. There's so many things I want to write about my personal experience mm. that I'm like, fuck, it's been written, it's been written. But I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's been written, right? You know what I mean? Approach yeah. it with your viewpoint. Approach 100%. it with how you uh, tell the story the way. Because I want to tell about immigrant beatings. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I was talking about how, like, when you grow up with immigrant, <laughs> with other immigrants, they they may very well get beat in front of you, right? And as a kid, if uh, if your friend's parents are beating them, you can't let that beating affect you. You can't acknowledge yeah, the beating. Yeah, you can't acknowledge that. If everyone's that watching TV bro. and the, he gets beat, you got to well, keep watching TV. TV. <laughs> you know, yeah. Nobody gets to be affected yeah. by the beating. Otherwise, you may get absorbed into that yeah. shit. Like, so that that's kind of the premise of it, right? Yeah. But when I first started, I was like, I want to be like, I want to talk about immigrant beatings. But I'm like, oh, man, I've heard it like so many times. But I feel like getting discouraged that someone did a premise. Everything's been done already. That's, yeah, that's, Everything's that's been done. That's exactly what I was going to say, is that every single idea or premise has already been touched on. But, like, that's where it becomes different is how you put your viewpoint on yeah. it. Yeah. Like, making it your own, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, man. Like, I find, like, I feel like the difference between, like, uh, not the difference, sorry, but, like, I feel like it only becomes hacky if if it's something that's been said before, you know, not necessarily the premise, but just the, the whole I idea behind it. Like if I'm talking about Trump and I talk about how orange he is, everyone fucking talks. Oh about yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Know? Right. But it's talk about, about how uncom uncomfortable airplane seats are. Yeah. Like it's like, yo, everyone's talked about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. like what, what else can you talk about Trump? Like what else can you talk about those airplanes? Yeah. Maybe you love airplanes for some fucked up yeah. reason yeah right maybe you love flying you know yeah bro. and it's the and same it... take on flight but the other direction exactly exactly no i love the game though you know what i love about comedy because i've been like i uh i haven't been super comp growing up i was never very super competitive mm -hmm. you know as far as with anything uh physical yeah uh sports or anything like that but always with like um the idea of being able to figure things out, I was yeah. always very competitive. So academically, I was always very competitive. Yeah. Uh, until it got to the point where I just didn't give a fuck anymore in university because I was like, yeah. oh, we're just memorizing at this point. But like comedy is the hardest thing I've worked, in my life, easily, it's the hardest thing I've worked on and it's the thing that like is so humbling because I it's the thing that despite my effort and hours that I put in, I'm like... This is just like I'm not even at the tip of the iceberg of figuring this shit yeah, out, you know? Knock like, the fuck out, bro. Yeah, right. You think you want do one show and you're like, yes, like fucking got it. I'm the god. I'm the shit, you know? Yeah. And then you get humbled like 45 minutes later at that next stage, you know? And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about it is that like you can't like when I see comics that have an ego, yeah. I'm like, you just you're not doing it right. Because, you know what I mean? You can't be fucking... I just feel like you can't be prideful in an art form like this. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's always going to be a point where, like, you get knocked on your ass. Oh, yeah. 100%. You got to get back up like even, nothing I've ever experienced. Even man. Chappelle's fucking bombed. You know what I mean? And this dude's probably one of the greatest comics that, like, to me, ever lived. I, he's my favorite. He's yeah. my favorite comic. And I think he's a living legend. As soon as he dies, we'll all be saying he's the best that ever lived. 100%. But right now, because he's still alive, we say Pryor, we say Carlin, we say the, all the other guys, yeah. right? But as soon as Chappelle dies, we're best all going to be like, oh, undisputed, yeah. the best. And, and <clears throat> honestly, like I would say um, if Patrice O'Neal was still alive. Patrice O'Neal, yeah. Or was that Patrice O'Neal, even if you... Patrice O'Neill was so divisive yeah. and was so raw that there was so many avenues of like, if he came up in this age, he got just the ass end of internet kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. If he, his whole career overlapped with this age, yeah. he'd be way bigger. Like that bigger, is someone that way we need bigger. right now. Yeah. You know? And like, 
when I was talking about in terms of like getting to a, a point where I'm comfortable doing comedy, I would feel like that that is a level I would want to at least achieve. Is Patrice's level. He's not fucking huge. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I yeah, think Patrice is. But, but he was at a level where, like, he can get, like, you, he can live comfortably. Yes, absolutely. And he you did. Know? He did everything he wanted. Yeah. And he died because of it, yeah, right? Yeah, he lived fuck. the way he fucking wanted, man. Yeah, man. But, like, I think it was him that said it. I think he said, all you need is a thousand loyal, I think a thousand loyal fans. Mm-hmm. To pretty much, like, support you with a hundred dollars worth of content a year. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. So that's all you try to cultivate as an entertainer, as a comedian, is just like as you hustle, as you come up, as you create content, just bring together a, a band of people that fuck with your shit, that really fuck with your shit. 100%. And you're making it over and over, years and years. You don't need that. Thou- you're not gonna cultivate that right away. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that like. Um, in my opinion, kind of changed the game is the whole social media aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like the whole game's changed, bro. Yeah. Do you listen to Andrew Shaw's about all this? Oh, he's fucking nuts, bro. He Andrew Shaw's, bro. Crazy dude. Yeah, man. He's but, very inspirational. Yeah, but um, like I think that's what's what's kind of the the challenge that I'm facing is is having that social media presence because like I'm not really on it that much, you know. And I like I fucking like I'm not I'm not a very tech savvy guy. I'm not big on the whole um instagram and like facebook type shit but you need it like as an entertainer like you know what i mean you it's the it. necessary vehicle you need to days, be there bro. yeah you need to be there you know it's, and I, and like as much as people want to say it's it's um watered down the game or whatever the case is i wouldn't like it's not though Think it's about not it. like you have to you have to change with as the game changes you hey know? otherwise look, you get left this conversation behind. right now 10 years from now <coughs> this conversation this podcast over an hour Ten years from now, whether we're in the game, whether we're not, people are gonna be able to go back to this. New comics at that point yeah. are gonna be able to listen to the trajectory of their favorite comics, podcast by podcast, as they come up. 100%. Right now, the way the podcast, because podcasting just kind of took off in the last five to ten years, yeah. let's say five years. Yeah. Everybody, for the most part, that's uh, the comedians that are in the game. There are established comedians. Who have already honed their stage voice. And that's why, yeah. So they're already at the end point as far as like they're pros starting podcasts. Now there's a whole wave of comedians and other people who, as they cultivate their talent, are on the podcast. Yeah. So people out there, whoever you're listening, if you're thinking about doing comedy, like I'm only like four years into that game, you know what I mean? And like 10 years from now, I've, my podcasting appearance will be 14 years into the game. And there's everything in between. So I think podcasting is an amazing thing right now. People get sure. to hear the come up. For sure. But I think that's also like, and this isn't to like put down that remark or anything, but I think. Oh, shit. What did you say? <laughs> no, I think I was going to say that. Like, I feel like but a lot of people good. have that same mindset. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what makes it difficult is that like, that's why people, that's why I think people see it as being oversaturated. No, 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 no. You you wouldn't you wouldn't think it's over because we're around comedians, bro. We're all talking about podcasts, but not comedians represent not that's even a, good, a yeah, tenth of a, a percent. Point. Keep in mind, we're like all your boy, half your boys, comics. Yeah, people you talk to, text message, comics. You hear podcasts all the time. You think, oh, everybody's got one. You gotta have one, man. You gotta have one. It's part of your brand. If I if I uh, if I have a show and you like my comedy, check out my podcast. If you like my podcast, come watch my stand up. If you like the way that I talk, if you like the ideas that I have, if you like your sense of humor, fuck with my shit, you know? I'm putting it out there, you know what I mean? No, no, that makes sense. There's enough people for everybody, guy. You know, there's they say the U.S. population, only 10% of them consistently listens to podcasts. Right now, this is going to blow up. To the How many of them watch TV? At the peak, how many watch TV? 80%? Let's say podcasts get to that same level. We're still going up, man. There's people for everybody. If you just need a thousand, yeah. there's what seven hundred million groups of a thousand in the world, roughly. Like there is more than enough for everybody, bro. Fuck. That's just math, bro. That's no, just math, true. baby. That's just math. Like yeah, that. yeah, shit, right. Buddy. There's uh, everything. I, we, there's so many people that have the mindset like, oh, like if you have it, it takes away from what that other person can get. 
no, man, there's enough out there for everybody, guy. I yeah, that's to... the fixed pie fallacy. Exactly. Yeah. We're operating on a fixed number of resources, a fixed amount of money, a fixed amount of audience. Exactly. That yeah. uh, that's what. It, that's literally like a, an economic thing. That it's like it's as dumb and as limiting a, of an idea as you could have to think that like because a boss has two apples, therefore I have been deprived of my apple. It's fucking idiocy yeah i started like listening to joe rogan yeah and then joe rogan had uh let's say um brendan schaub on so then i listened to fighter and the kid and then on there andrew santino comes on so i listen to whiskey ginger bobby lee tiger belly this past weekend theo vaughn congratulations Chris Lee. all these people you brand you you tune in into the network and then you see what everybody in the network is doing you don't stick to that one person now i'm fans of all of them i'm listening to all their shit yeah I, I, as a fan of comedy that's how i know comedy is opie and anthony would get uploaded on to youtube i would hear a comic on that show i'd start following that comic that comic has a podcast or makes a reference to another comedian. Now I'm following that comedian. And that's how it happens. Like, I never, like, turned on Comedy Central and was like, oh, a stand-up special from someone I've never heard of. Exactly. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take a listen. Nope. I listen to Legion of Skanks every single week. That's how I get introduced to new, younger comics from New York is they have them on, then I listen to their podcasts and so on. Like, I think that's the number one thing anyone in stand-up can do to promote yourself. Go on someone else's podcast and get their listeners to come back with you. Exactly. That's why I'm saying everybody, all of us, Yeah. we all have a point of view. The fact that you're doing stand-up, the fact that you're grinding stand-up, in my eyes, is enough to be like, you got to figure out what your thing is, and you should be podcasting that thing. And I should be coming on that podcast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> guy, it's a family, bro. Keep in mind, like, we're all around comedians. We all got to get our own thing. If we all have 10,000 listeners, so what? Yeah. We all have five, like. But you guys have similar audiences, but they're not always the same. So that that's why it's, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Like, you just say, like, well, this guy's comedy has appealed to similar audiences that my comedy appeals to. Therefore, why would I not want anyone who likes him give me a try? However, to keep the, like you said, it's a family. I want everyone who's a fan of me to be a fan of the people I actually like as well. Like, your jobs are not, like, simply to be like, oh, I gotta be funny and then someone will magically find me and like me. It's like, no, you guys have to network with, exactly. e with each other, foster the audience For together. Sure. Put your voice out there kind of thing. Just put your voice out there. That's what I think. I mean, I'm only seven episodes into this thing, right? But, like, I really feel like we should all... At the, at, before I started Seven episodes in is ahead of the game, I would say. The vast majority of comedians uh, will probably never have a podcast and probably will never go into this idea of, like, doing anything other than, like, the most basic stuff of, like, Facebook ads, promoting with flyers and shit like that. I think none of that possibly compares to going on someone else's podcast and performing well and being entertaining and you convince the audience like oh i got one more thing to download on mondays now exactly yeah i mean the end of the game is i'm gonna keep doing this thing i love doing it i i want yeah the whole premise is you know back when i i don't know if i even explained it back in my high school there was just a corner where all the immigrants would hang out between class and shit. You'd hear, like, <laughs> Arabic and English and, yo, yo, Ali, yo, gay. <laughs> That's why you would hear shit like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, yo, Widya, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the Somalians hanging out. All that shit was just chill fobs. It was the best. Yeah. I'm like, let me recreate the same thing in podcast form. You know what I mean? You can call it. You can call yours uh, escaping Jane and Finch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little brown boy from the hood. A little brown boy from the hood made it. Now look at me. <coughs> Remember when I was broke as fuck? Now I'm pulling up in the rover truck. What do you think about Nav? Nav? Yeah. Everyone fucking says I look like. Yeah, him, you like, do look like him, bro. I look like Nav. Yeah, look at the camera right now. I'm gonna do a zoom in later <laughs> I on. I look like Nav with the worst hairline. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember when I was broke as fuck? Now I'm pulling up in the rover. Bro, Nav is gonna overdose soon. By the way, all that guy's lyrics is about doing drugs and being alone. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm connecting the dots, bro. Nav, he doesn't have... I, I like his music. He makes dope beats. Metro Boomin fucks with him. I, I just... I'm concerned. No, honestly, I've only heard, like, two tracks from this guy, but he sounds sad as fuck. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Sounds like he's going through some shit. Yeah, all the time, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know? He's like, just buy the house, but I got no reason to go home. <laughs> it's like, goddamn, bro. Dude, I have a good Get day, a bro. dog, bro. Fuck. Get a dog now, The emo rappers do kill themselves. Like, yeah. it's yeah. not base, baseless, like, fucking Lil Peep. A bunch of the, all these, like, new, younger SoundCloud-type rappers... Who are sort of like not necessarily emo rap, but like an emo style. Then they also rap. A lot of them kill themselves. Yeah. A lot of them OD There's on deep drugs. Deep depression, act, man. Exactly. Yeah. Like, deep depression. I would say it's it's perfectly reasonable to say like, man, his lyrics are getting progressively more depressing. Fuck. He's just putting on a more dour look. Like. These tends to be the signs before someone ends up hurting themselves. Yeah, Nav will be like, I just took two, I just took two thirties. Now I'm in my zone. <laughs> rest in peace, Mac. Yeah, man. right. Yo, he's gonna go. Yeah, Mac. Mac went out. Mac rest in Miller, peace. Bro. Love Mac Miller, man. Yeah, man. He rest in peace. Cool. Yo, I'm. We're gonna. We're just running over an hour now, man. I'm gonna call it. Appreciate you coming on, bro. I want to okay. have you on again. You should start your own podcast, bro. Okay, talking we, about talking about the youth shelter stories and shit. Okay, I don't figure bro. it out, bro. You're fucking hilarious. Thank you. And you got the you. sickest vibes, bro. Yeah, thank you for having me out, bro. Appreciate Yo, it. Anytime, bro. Just right. do it again soon, okay? For sure. Peace. Peace and love. Um,